Closing the studio door must mean it's time for another Perfect Host episode. You're a little early. But hey, this week on The Perfect Host, we'll talk about number 10 of our top 10 list. What kind of music do y'all play here in the music room? And a more on marketing tip. Those are all next. The Perfect Host Show on DJN-TV, I'm Jim Cerrone, and we have made it all the way up to number 10 of the Perfect Host Top 10 list. But first, let's review. We started at the beginning with the Perfect Host Top 10 list, then we got to the middle, and now it's time for you to help your clients write a great ending to their day. And this starts at the beginning. When you talk through your planning sessions with them, be sure that you're planting the idea in their mind that their party needs to have a great beginning, usually their ceremony where they're getting married. Their party has a great middle where they drink and have dinner and dance. And then you need to end the party on a high note. When you talk to them about this and get them thinking, they'll realize how important it is that you wrap up the day in a nice bow, that you have a big finish or end on a high note. The point is making sure that you talk through that with them, get them thinking, and collaborate with them on how they want to end the party. This is where the Perfect Host Top 10 list really has to go together. Way back in number one, we talked about show preparation and how important it is for you to communicate with the other vendors in advance. One of the things you need to ask is, what time does the party need to end? Or more specifically, what time does music need to stop? Have you played at some locations that have a noise ordinance and even though the party might, might go till 11.30, the music actually has to stop till 11? Well, 10.59 is a really bad time to find that out. That's why at each new venue you play, you should talk with the venue manager, discuss the timeline in advance, and ask one more question. What time does the music have to stop? What time does the bar close? What time do guests have to be out? All of these give you the information you need to take to your clients so that when you have your final planning session with them, you can talk about knowing when to say when. And you know that brides and grooms have unbelievable expectations for their wedding day. They want to party all day long. I have a section on my planner that says total time of day. I ask the bride, what time are you getting your hair and makeup done? She may say 8 a.m and the party may be scheduled to go until midnight. And so I will just total that up for her and show her how many total hours she'll be on the go that day. Sometimes that's enough to stop the bride and groom from wanting the party to go till 2 a.m. Now, different parts of the country and different countries, hello friends in Canada and Australia and England, that varies a lot. Here in the US, most parties on average between four and six hours with a sweet spot being five hours. What you're doing in your role as DJ and master of ceremonies and perfect host 
is helping the bride and groom set realistic expectations. How long should the party go? And this is where your experience and expertise comes in. If you see that you're already six and a half hours into a party, then you can recommend to the bride and the groom, there will be guests that will be leaving about 10.30. You know all of this. The point is to make sure in a nice, polite, helpful way to give these suggestions to your clients so that you're giving them the benefit of what you've seen and you know when the party is going to taper off and you're just helping them talk through that. Another important factor to consider is how long the venues in your area typically sell in the first place. Is it usually four hours with additional overtime for five or six hours? And then how do you price your services? Are you by the hour? Do you have a minimum or a maximum? It seems like, again, five hours is sort of the sweet spot, and so that's what I offer my clients. That typically covers cocktails, dinner, three hours of dancing, and then if they'd like to go longer, then it's overtime. Why charge overtime? You know what happens at the end of a party. Things get sloppy, people get drunk, glasses get broken, things get beyond your control as the DJ MC perfect host. So charging an overtime fee that's large enough to make them really think about it and making sure you place restrictions on it. The overtime can only be at the uh, approval of the venue. You can't be held accountable if the venue says you have to stop at midnight, but the client now wants to go till one. That's a bad time to find that out. Another consideration is when is that call made to add overtime? I really prefer to add overtime before the event begins, usually a week before, a couple weeks before when we have our final planning session and we really get an, a realistic look at what the timeline is going to be. If they decide to add overtime, we make that decision ahead of time. It's been my experience that waiting until the night of, in the middle of the party, when everybody's had a few adult beverages, is a bad idea. Do you have a playlist of suggested songs that could be the last dance besides Donna Summer? In your area, there may be colleges or universities based on where your clients went to school. And you, you really should know the jukeboxes and what's played at the end of the night at those places. Now near us, we have Purdue University to the north, Indiana University to the south, Ball State, Wabash DePauw. I know all of the songs that go with the fraternities and sororities of those colleges and what's played at the most popular bars at those places. That's a great place to look to create a suggested list of last dances or sing-along songs that can finish the night. I try to never use the word always or have a routine or a way I always do something. So when you're giving your clients suggestions on how they can end the night, have a variety of ideas that you can present to them. The circle of love is great. Doing a group photo at the end is great. Maybe doing a sparkler exit if that's something they're already planning. And if you take the clips from the ceremony and the speeches and put those into the last dance, that's something you can suggest or surprise them with, but make sure you have a variety of ideas to give them the choice. Last few thoughts on knowing when to say when. Planning ahead is great. Discussing and setting expectations with your client in advance, also great. Talking to the venue in advance, definitely great. One thing you can't predict is how the night is gonna unfold. So be sure you plan a check-in with your client half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour before the end to see how they're doing. Sometimes they might say, you know what? We're exhausted. The party seems to be winding down anyway. Let's finish a half hour early. That's great. You always want the party to end on a high note instead of fizzle out. 
Coming up next, we'll go into the music room to find out what kind of music you play here. DJ Event Planner will change the way you manage and run your business. Streamline all of your procedures and software into one easy-to-manage system. DJ Event Planner, the ultimate online planning tool. The Perfect Host Show on DJN TV. Jim Cerrone in the music room with a very personal question. I hope you'll let me ask you. Have you ever seen the Blues Brothers? If not, stop. Stop everything and go watch that movie, please. There's a great line where the Blues Brothers ask the bartender, what kind of music do you play here? And, and the bartender thinks for a second and says, oh, we got both kinds, country and Western. See, when you're meeting with your clients or corporate planners or your bar and bat mitzvah families, you need to drill down into their music tastes. Don't just take what they say at face value. When a client says, we want jazz music, that can mean a lot of things. So you need to ask them a little deeper. What do you mean by jazz? What does jazz mean to you? Because they may mean Sinatra, Dean Martin, Michael Buble. They're using the term jazz, and technically that's not jazz, that's vocals or crooners or however we might define it. But the way we would define it doesn't matter. We need to dig deeper to find out what they mean. Sometimes when they say big band music, they don't mean Glenn Miller, Duke Ellington, Benny Goodman, or Harry James. They mean Sinatra, Dean Martin, Michael Buble. You see how this can get confusing? Even within jazz, there's lots of sub-genres. There's traditional jazz, there's bebop, there's smooth jazz, smooth jazz with vocals, smooth jazz without vocals. What you need to do is ask one more question. Make sure that you're really zeroing in on what your clients are specifically talking about. If they're asking for just a genre like indie music, you need to be sure you find out what they mean by indie music. That could be Bon Iver, it could be Ray LaMontagne, it could be the Lumineers, it could be Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. You need to find out what they mean by the term indie music. So when you're meeting with clients, drill down and make sure you really know what kind of music they want played. Next up, a quick more on marketing tip, the perfect host show on DJN TV. Perfect Host Show on DJN TV. I'm Jim Cerrone. Time for one quick moron marketing tip. If you're not moving forward, you're standing still. If you're standing still, people are passing you. What can you do in the next few days to move your business forward? Do something creative, do something different that will make sure you're better than last week. You may have heard the saying, the only person you need to be better than is the person you were yesterday. That's it, The Perfect Host Show on DJN TV. I'm Jim Cerrone. I'll see you next time.